Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhensky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhensky not only bangs in the Barrett, bangs on Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posednik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Uh-huh. Rudin should help. Whoa. Bautista got off. He could handle that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour... You can download that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com or radio.com app. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow around 4 o'clock. It is an interactive tasting room, so jump on the Instagram at Beers on Us. See the beers Mike picked. Uh, We usually buy these beers at Market of Choice, so get to your local Market of Choice. Pick those up, and you can drink along with us. You can also find them other places, most likely. Uh, I imagine most of the beers I picked could be found at your local bottle shop if need yeah, be if need be yeah, yeah. support a local buy local download podcast rate subscribe review review download excellent right excellent job R- review uh blazers are losing to the kings by three at halftime which is funny because they're not shooting threes well, uh, they are now they just set the record for most threes and a half oh that they've hit this year well there you go hassan whiteside plays for the kings <laughs> mm-hmm. booyah just like how that was the complete opposite. Of I just looked up and it said that. Yeah. <laughs> Not shooting threes. Well, actually. <laughs> they just set a record. Well, they were idiot. losing by like 22 and now they're losing by three. So I think that's probably the reason. Remember why. that conversation we had earlier about the microphone keeping you in check? <laughs> Whoopsies. Out the door and straight into the Willametta. Uh, speaking well, if the of, microphone uh, can't keep you in check, your co-host keeps you in yes, check. Speaking thank of you. the microphone keeping you in check. Well, it's a bittersweet night for us. Um, we're glad to be done. Um, I do think it's a great accomplishment for our players to get this season completed 
but obviously we're concerned when any of our players test positive. We learned during the game. Hey, Josh Durr, come give me a hug. Positive. I he was Josh. immediately oh, yeah. isolated to prevent spread. To prevent spread. <laughs> My name's COVID. I mean, Manfred. Woman Fred. <laughs> Guy Fred. Blazers hit 13 threes in the first half. Oh, hey, good for them. 13 for 26, a smooth 50 Wait, like record for most threes taken? No, no, hit and a half for them so far this year. I thought Clay Thompson had a uh, record. So it was, a, it was this season record? Pretty sure they said this year this was the most threes they had hit and a half. They, like, not like league-wide. It's only like it a, 10 games. Yeah, as a personal. Bad <laughs> stat, Mike. God, your stat sucks, dude. I'm just referencing what the TV told me. God. You should know better than to listen to the television, Michael. That's bad for you. Uh, Listen you were, to the radio instead. Uh, you were going to ask me a question. Yeah. So you are a fan of a baseball team that just traded its best player. Yep. For nothing. They said they were going to trade their best player for years, despite the fact that your best player said, no, I want to stay here and I love the city and I love the fans. And they said, that's nice. Uh, we can't afford to pay you. Adios. Even though we're a baseball team that makes a lot of money. Can't afford to pay you, Frankie Lindor. Go have fun with the Mets. We'll take on uh, Jimenez. Ahmed Rosario. I love, Ahmed that you, Rosario. I love that you're in on this Jimenez thing because I just stare at Ahmed Rosario's face. You know why? Because I keep I just forgetting Ahmed Rosario's name, but I remember Jimenez. So when I think, I'm thinking about Rosario, but we I got go. got Eloy Jimenez? Nice. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Jimenez with a G. No. Dang it. And I just keep trying to remember Rosario, and I can't remember him because he's such a nothing burger. That I go right back to Jimenez because at least for some reason that's sticking in my head. And I just stare at Ahmed Rosario's face in my mind and just think, you will die. So you root for a team that... That I have no local allegiances to. No local allegiances to, and it seems like they hate winning. Now, this is not a required... Are we speaking about the Cleveland Indians or the Baltimore Orioles, by chance? (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like this situation is pretty damn similar. When was the last time you guys won a World Series? Uh, 80? Yeah, 83. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. 48. That was with a four. Well, it seems like 48, okay? You can just sit quietly over there, Mr. 27. <laughs> All right? Well, it's been a while for us, too. <laughs> God. Party in the streets like it's Tuscaloosa or what? 2009's a long time, you know? Um, anyway, so it could be about the Orioles, although, Joe, I feel like you are at a point where your team has spent money in the past and has now gone with the tank rebuild and I'd say they're about 50% way of the way through the tank rebuild you know you got some good young players that are coming up could be about you if you want but you're doing it right the Indians it doesn't really feel like they ever try to rebuild it just kind of feels like they get a couple of good players and they're good and then they throw them all away and then they're bad and and it's like not rebuild it has no plan to it right so my question to you was especially considering you have left your fandom as a Charger fan. Mm -hmm. Have you considered or had the thought, especially after Frankie was traded, your favorite player, of not being an Indians slash Spiders fan anymore? The night that I sat in bed and watched MLB Network gush over how great of a trade this was for the Mets and how excited they are to see Frankie Lindor in a Mets jersey, I contemplated it. Mm -hmm. It crossed the brain. Um, It's tough because whether it was Shapiro, who just got a new deal in Toronto when he was the GM in Cleveland, or to Antonetti now, who 
who's the GM in Cleveland. And I love both of them. They they were fantastic GMs for a mid-market team, small market team. Small when your market. payroll when your payroll is $35 million, you can't be a mid-market team. That it's is, weird to me to think that Cleveland is a small market, yeah, but, you know. It's ridiculous. Cleveland's like us, but they have NFL. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they're cooler than us. They have NFL and MLB. And we just got Blazers. Blazers. And a championship uh, soccer team. Dude. That is true. What up, dude? Merritt Paulson, you're the man. I hope you're listening. Also, MLS you. is back tournament winners. Oh, that's a Champions League damn invitees. Right. Damn right. Got the eighth overall pick, too. Let's go. Feel the heat. Goodbye, Villafania. Um, oh, I liked him, too. Um, So I thought about it. I think... But I'm going to hold on for a little bit. I'm still going to hold on for a little bit because I trust our scouting department and we still have Tito. So that helps. The Francona thing helps a lot. The reigning Cy Young winner helps a lot. Who is going to be, who is, I mean, Shane Bieber is going to be a top five Vegas odds to win the Cy Young again. Do you think he'll be quite as good? Yeah. Or do I you think, think he'll have a bit of, a, I say a bit, a bit of a regression? No, I don't think so. Because last year he was insanely good. Yeah, I think we're I think we're seeing the next great Indians pitcher. Um the next great pitcher then. Yeah, the next great pitcher because so I look at it this so this is what's kind of keeping me on on board with this. And this is a little nerdy, so I apologize for the nerdy, but it's okay. It's kind of a cool tree. Bartolo Colon was traded in 2002 to the Expos. Yeah, the Expos were a team then. Mm-hmm. In that trade, the Indians acquired a young prospect named Cliffley. Cliffley eventually won a Cy Young in Cleveland. And was then traded to the Phillies. Mm-hmm. In that Phillies deal, we got a guy named Carlos Carrasco. Now Carrasco is being traded and Lindor is being traded. And my thought process is... You also traded CC Sabathia. This is true, but we didn't really get anything out of it. It wasn't anything great that came so out. So it kind of reminds you of this a little bit. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit, but I want to see. But I want to hold out. That was wait. also a mid-season trade. That, yep. I just, so I kind of want to hold out. See if any of these kids are good. And see if it was the smart deal. But if we gave away Frankie Lindor for a bag of groceries, then I'm out. Like, that's tough. This is my favorite player in baseball. Okay, This so- isn't my favorite player on my team, and I like Mike Trout a lot. No, this is my favorite player in baseball. And I think if I wasn't a Cleveland fan, Lindor would still be very high on my list. So, okay, so you're saying if this doesn't pan out, you're out. You're kind of giving me two different answers here. You're excited about some of the players you still have on the team. You like Shane Bieber a lot. I do. You like McKenzie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like some of the young guys you have in your lineup. I would like to see Bradley Zimmer stay healthy, play center field. That's what I'd like to see. So you're telling me this as a reason why you want to hang around. But if the couple of prospects you got don't pan out, does that that just goes out the window then? Well, kind of because, because nobody's going to get re-signed long-term. Like Shane Bieber's not getting re-signed long-term. You know, he's making what, 500 Gs well, right now? Was, wasn't he? Yeah, Ramirez, he's only making 10.5, and I feel like we got lucky on that. He's so, also not like a top-tier player. He's like a second-tier player. Oh, he only finished third in the MVP. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't view him as a top, top-tier. top And remember, with me, top-tier You play tier fantasy is, baseball. How do you not know this? Top-tier is small for me. I, just, I view him as oh, a second-tier oh, guy. Okay, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yes, I take that. I'm thinking second-tier, like... Ahmed Rosario. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I think of top-tier players. I think of the best players in baseball. Okay, that okay. is not who You think, like, Ramirez. DeGrom, Trout, yes. Yes. Mookie Betts. Yes. That list is small. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it takes a lot for you to crack that. Is Frankie in that top list? No. You're wild. Um, but I understand. 
but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's tough. I think, you know, giving up giving up on a team that you've rooted for since you were young, a team that kind of taught you everything you know about your favorite sport. And that, that, that that's a that's a tough departure. Uh, I think if we got a baseball team here in Portland, it would make that easier. Um, I could probably easily jump ship on that. Like if if 2021 was going to be the first season of the Portland Mavericks or 2022, if I knew 2022 was going to be the, the first season of the Portland Mavericks, I would probably bail. Mm-hmm. And just get ready for the, for the Portland team. Yep, and just so, dive everything into that. I have a personal experience with this. We have a text, too. I'll start with myself. I was a Nets fan growing up. Growing up, I was a Yankees, Broncos, Devils, Nets fan. Those are my teams, right? I'm from New Jersey. I went out of the box for the NFL because I was a bit of a front runner as a kid. I love Jake John, the man. Love John Elway. Love Terrell Davis. <clears throat> love Ed McCaffrey. Rod Smith. All those guys. I love oh, that. Rod team. Smith, underrated wide receiver. Yes, love that team. Otherwise, I was a fan of the local teams, right? Um, but the NBA, when I was growing up, it was my favorite sport. And then. In like 2003, for whatever reason, I just stopped watching it. Just completely stopped. Didn't Nets go to an NBA Finals around that time? Yeah, I watched those finals years, and after, I think they they got swept by the Lakers. I think yeah. I, I stopped watching it that next year. And I, it wasn't like out of anger. It was just my interest as a teenager changed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an NBA fan anymore. You like girls instead. Yep, and baseball. Or boys. It's okay to like both. <laughs> and baseball. Uh, <clears throat> I moved here. I completely stopped following the Nets. I would watch the NBA, but, you know, not as a fan, just mm-hmm. as a sports fan. And, you know, I would say, oh, I'm a Nets fan, but I haven't really followed them. And then I moved here, and I fell in love with the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a very easy decision, especially once the Nets switched to Brooklyn, even though I root for New York teams, too, because that's the area. The Nets were a New Jersey team. And that's why, like, I'm a huge Devils fan. It's like, for those of us in New Jersey, like we're, a, oh, you guys are just New York frontrunners. Like it's cool to have a team that's actually your team. True. Like I'm technically from Vancouver. Right. If the Blaze, if the Timbers were technically the Vancouver Timbers, oh man. Right. Uh, the, you couldn't pry that from my hands. Like the Devils are horrific right now. They're really bad, but I love them. And as I'm, bad as the Wings, though. That is true. I heard that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch them this year. But with the Nets, for whatever reason, once they, once they moved to Brooklyn, I lost that last connection of mm-hmm. like, well, they're still a New Jersey team. And I switched to be a Blazer fan. Uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, we got a text that said, I switched allegiances from the Rockies after they traded too low, then DJ, and now we're being weird with Nolan. I grew up in Denver, but it's hard to root for an amusement park. I went all in on the White Sox and had a blast watching that lineup during COVID. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think there's like this weird taboo rule, like you never stop rooting for your team. But, you know, if they if they shame you, then maybe that's not the right word. If they, if they, shame is a totally fine rule. If they, if Did they, you hear those names, do I need to read those names again? If they damage you as a fan with what they're doing, I think it is acceptable after a certain period of time to go, you know what? Screw you. So we're way past it. So I want to be close on quick on this. What would you do if you were me? Would you give it up? No. No. If I were, because it's baseball. Yeah. Like the connection is so strong, especially in baseball. You watch 162 game season. Yeah. But, I wouldn't give it up, but boy, would I be close. If they did another move that was just like an F you to the fans and like money, money, money. If Shane Bieber was gone, it's like, wait, you pay him six fifty, Right. I, I, I'd i be pushed to it, you okay. know. But if it was me, no, I wouldn't. 
Okay, then uh, I will trust your judgment. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna get myself a Shane Bieber uh, oh t-shirt jersey. You're gonna and, blame me for this forever. Now. And no, 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 not at all. And we'll stick through it. Jose Ramirez, boy, I need you to finish first in MVP next year. Okay, <laughs> now that's third garbage. All right, step it up. All right, when we come back. I do want to talk about this real quick. I want to. Uh, I want to get to the south side of Chicago, as they just signed Liam Hendricks to a deal. And what is this relief market looking like? I kind of want to dive into a little bit of that. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. So the White Sox continue to make some moves uh, as they sign free agent uh, closer Liam Hendricks, formerly of the A's, pretty good guy, pretty good pitcher. He is a pretty good closer, and he had some interesting things to say, too. Oh, I didn't see that. No, no, no. It wasn't, like, weird or anything. I got to look up the exact quotes, but he had a little Oh, interview. I just haven't heard anything. Uh, <clears throat> let me see if I can find it. He had an interview where he said some uh, some interesting things. You look. I'll talk. Um, three years, $54 million. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash for a reliever. <clears throat> um, two things on this real quick. White Sox, oh, you, good for you. Your window's here. You just saw the Indians trade the best player in the division. Uh, who knows what the Twins are going to look like? Uh, this is yours. So run at it, grab it. This deal is actually a pretty friendly deal in the sense, <clears throat> let's see, Hendricks is going to make 39 mil over the first three years. And it says, and the buyout and fourth year salary option are both $15 million. And if the White Sox, excuse me, decline the option, they'll be able to pay the buyout over the course of multiple years. Hmm. So it's a backloaded contract. He, yeah, it's guaranteed too fully, right? Well, yes. The even, the, even if they cut him, the fifty-four, Yeah, the 54 is guaranteed because if they decline the option, the buyout's 15 mil. If they take it, it's an extra 15 mil. I can't find the quotes, by the way, but he seems like an interesting cat. Ooh, I like uh, I like weirdos. Yeah, he's like Trevor Bauer, but as a closer, sort of. Can he be our closer? Can he be the hot corners closer? Uh, sure. Because we got Granky. Yeah. We got to have weirdos. Okay. All right. I mean, he throws pretty hard. It's going to be hard for me to catch him. Well, you, you better figure it out, Mike. <laughs> we, we picked slow pitchers for me. <laughs> well, we picked slow pitchers. We got to have somebody. Do we need like a ninth inning catcher to come in for me? Okay, never mind. We know our closer. Yeah, that, roll that, the ball up to me from Andy Fernando. <laughs> uh But I'm interested in this because, so I was watching MLB Network, and you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, whenever there's dead air time, they love their their rankings, a little list radio esque sort of thing, and they did the top relievers in baseball, and they and both guys on there both pick Liam Hendricks. Really? Yeah, they both said he is the best reliever in baseball right now. And my thought process, I was starting to wonder, are they saying, I mean, these guys watch Major League Baseball all the time, so, you know, so I, I, I expect them to know what they're talking about. But is it one of those, like, he is a free agent and a hot commodity, so all of a sudden we value him more than he's actually worth? I mean, do you consider Liam Hendricks the best, best reliever in baseball? Because I don't. Well, but then again, so but then I asked myself, I was like, and then I looked better? at their list and I was like, who's better? And I was like, well, I don't got an answer for that. Right. Like who who would even be close to being on that list? I'm not saying better. Who, yeah, yeah, who yeah. else is at the top right now? Because the closer position 
has lost a lot of its like legendary long-standing name. Sure. Who's the most legendary long-standing right now? Probably Chapman, but he's no longer the best closer in baseball. Right, you can get to him and you know how to. Yes. He can be really good, but has been much more inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, I mean beyond Chapman Kenley Jansen, no. he was terrible last year. Adios. Um, I mean, they, they had Anderson on the list from the Rays, Okay, but I watched that World Series. Craig Kimbrell. I'm thinking, I'm trying to yeah, think yeah, yeah, I know. Nick Anderson's new. I'm oh, thinking okay. of like the classic long-standing closers. Craig Kimbrell, no, not good anymore. Kenley not good Jansen anymore. might still be good, but had a bad year. But definitely not Chapman's the peak super anymore. super inconsistent, no longer peak. Um, Rascal Iglesias, sure. maybe not. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of up in the air. And then if you think about it, Liam Hendricks was really good last year. He was really and good. And he was good the year before, too. And maybe he is the best closer in baseball. I also wonder if, and you kind of alluded to this, does the closer really matter anymore? Well, it's changed. I saw that list of MLB.coms, and, like, Brad Hand was number three, hmm. number four. Brad Hand's tough. And it's like, I've watched Brad Hand. I don't know about that. He's not that good. Um well, it's, it's changed completely because he's just it's big. He's really big. Yeah. It's become like use your best relievers in high leverage situations, you know? Yeah. They, they, the the Cardinals <clears throat> were the first team to really do that with Andrew Miller mm-hmm. when they got him in the trade with the Yankees. Was that the Yankees? Who no, they got him from us. He was a free agent. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the Yankees Cardinals, traded to Cleveland. He right. walked, went to St. Louis. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and St. Louis, they used him like in the fifth inning. Well, I mean, that's what Francona did. Yeah. Because because we had Cody Allen. And so, yeah, I know. Because you had Cody Allen. Because Cody Allen because He's that was terrible. like, oh, Cody Allen knows the pressure of the late game and the closeout. So that's why we're going to go with Cody Allen. And Tito brought in Andrew Miller when it was the most important out of the game. Gotcha. The last out of the game, I, I don't want to sound like John Madden here, but the last out of the game is not always the most important out. Correct. I understand. You get that out, you win the game. I understand that. Go ahead and at me. No, sometimes the one-run lead in the fifth that you need to protect. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes that out in the sixth inning is what you need. Mm. Okay, so best closer in baseball, sure. I'll be willing to accept that right now, for sure. Goes to a White Sox team that uh, I was pretty high on last year. They didn't fully realize their potential, but they did make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't play very well in that series, but they made the playoffs. Right. And... They're kind of poised to be that next big team. And you're right. The AL Central is very winnable right now. Yeah, but it, I also find it interesting, too, because I wonder how, and you might have forgotten this, how Tony La Russa is going to use him. Oh, yeah. God. Remember? No, I didn't remember. Tony, I'm annoyed that you reminded me. Tony La Russa is the manager in Chicago. And he's going to use Liam Hendricks as a closer. Yes, he will. He's not going to use him in high-leverage situations. He's going to go old school. What if he surprises us all and is actually like the most progressive manager all of a sudden? I doubt that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't like people of color. (laughs) And that team is littered with them and really good players. Yeah, and he hates fun. (laughs) And he hates fun. And those guys look like they have lots of fun. Mm -hmm. It was like that texter who said, you know, I watched watched the White Sox. Bailed on my team, watched that. That was a ton of fun. Well... You might be watching a little bit more of a reserved version of that. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Anyway, so that'll be something to look at. I just thought that was interesting. And the relief market right now, I mean, like, who's the best? I feel like... Well, Brad Hand, right? <laughs> I feel like at the end of 2021, we're going to be like, well, duh, it's obviously this guy's the best, and we haven't said his name ever. Right. You know what I mean? Well, so, that's kind of become the, the reliever game now, is it's the random guy who throws 98 that all of a sudden... Like, I mean, they got Karinchak. 
Yeah. Who the hell is that? He's great. Exactly. He's great. Exactly. Yes, we can throw the baseball. We just can't hit the baseball. That is a key aspect of baseball. <laughs> but we've got one of them down. Uh, I do like this text, and I, I I actually responded to them, but I just want to give them some love because it did bring a smile to my face. When I asked if I should bail on this team, they said no because their new name, logo, and uniforms will be sick. And you are totally correct. What if they don't pick Spiders, though? That's going to suck, and then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what if they pick Cleveland baseball team? They won't. They already said they wouldn't. Uh, but I've heard, like, the Commodores, and unless Lionel Richie's on a piano singing easy like Sunday morning, I'm not into that. Easy like Sunday morning. But I would love, I mean, if it's the Commodores, like, like the soul band, then I'm totally <laughs> in. But I'm pretty sure it's, like, the Commodores, like, can they play for you? Too? White people at war. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if I need Lionel Richie running the infield for me right now. Is there now. another C name that would be better for the alliterative alliterative? Oh, purposes? the CC? Karsten Charles. Ah, yes. The Cleveland Karsten Charleses. Yes. The third. <laughs> Karsten Charles Sabathia the third. One of my favorite pitchers of all time. The new name of the Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> oh, the, the CC Cleveland, Sabathias. The Cleveland Karsten Charles the third Sabathias. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, we come back. We got fair or foul, but before we do that, here's an introduction to my good friend, Mr. Joseph Fisher with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the... You name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. And a cascade of boos rained down from the stands. This is Fair or Foul without further ado as we are already over because I'm an idiot. I uh, will toss this over to our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher the third. Well, you know what? I might just have to delay it a little bit more. I'm trying to finish this training on bias in the workplace right now. Hey, not a good thing, man. We all got to know we're all equal. We're all worth our own weight. Unless you suck at your job, then you just suck at your job. I don't know. Right now, they're trying to accuse this guy of stealing tablets. Well, if he stole uh... tablets, if his name is Jeremiah Masoli, then he's guilty. <laughs> Did look like a Jeremiah, I'm not going to lie. Hey, Jeremiah Masoli went to the same high school as Jaden Delora. Remember that name. That's a future Heisman Trophy winner. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Calm down. No, it's not. All right, moving on to fair or foul. Uh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> the big move was Frankie Lindor going to the New York Mets. Fair or foul, the Mets are not, not done at making moves. Uh, I'll go first on this. Uh, I think this is a big fair. I think they're still in it on George Springer. Big fair. I, I think they've got a chance. And, big fair. and I wouldn't be shocked if they try to move pieces. They didn't move much to get Frankie Lindor, which means they've still got some in the pipeline. And they need a center fielder, I think. And they they need, they need bullpen desperately. Uh, that Liam Hendricks number is really high, so I'm not shocked that they're not just throwing money at people, but no, I, they're they're not done. As long as uh, Cohen stays the owner, they're never. I will, done. I will say permanently they are not done. He seems to be in it to win it for good. He seems to be. Yeah, I should have reiterated this off season. Well, yeah, but I mean that Which that I does am. count as that he is still the owner, so they are not done. George Springer is a big one. I do think they're going to try and get him. I think they probably need him to be honest with you to. 
kind of get up in that Braves territory at the top of the NL East. But yeah, you're right about the trades too. I would expect the Mets name to be on, be in on every big name free agent slash trade target moving forward. So no, fair or foul. Fair? Fair. Fair, they're not done. Fair. Not done. God, okay. Steve Cohen kind of reminds me a little bit of Merritt Paulson, the owner of the Timbers. Why? Like, because he gets on Twitter and he's like fights for his team and he like engages with fans. Kind of reminds me of Steve Ballmer, actually. Really? I don't, I think he's less douchey. I don't think Ballmer's douchey. I think he's just a really excited Clippers fan. This is just like awkward. This is loud. <laughs> Not a Cuban guy though, so we're good. Sorry, Joe. Continue. All right. Uh, speaking of team signing deals, Manny Machado, he signed with the Padres for a billion years. This is correct. Fair or foul. Dollars. The Padres will ink their second 10-year contract this offseason. Well, not this offseason, but during this offseason when they signed Fernando Tatis Jr. to yeah. a 10-year contract. I'll say fair on that one. I mean... That's the years they talked about with him, right? Ten years. I've heard eleven. It's been it would be around. It yes. would be a smaller deal. It would be more of the like of maybe an Acuna, although probably bigger than that because he and Ozzy Alves kind of got railroaded by the Braves. But <laughs> and uh, Bregman, it'll be it'll well, be no. a never mind. <laughs> it'll be much bigger if it's a ten-year deal. They'll give him a lot more money because that's going to be going into his prime years. But if the, if he agrees to that this early in his career, it's going to be such a great move for the Padres. Because the value on that deal is going to be sparkling in five years. And that's why I think this is fair. And that because I think San Diego is obviously, you know, GM wise, they're going to they're going to hold their cards close to the chest. You know, they're going to. But that's what they're going to sell to him. They're going to sell. Look, you're going to get your money right now. You're going to get it all up front. You're going to be rich. You're going to be taken care of. And if you do this. We will continue to spend more money to get you a World Series. And I think the kid says yes. I think if he'd been in the in the league for three, four more years, he might say, no, I'm going to bet on myself. Like a Machado. Like, hey, you take a little bit of a deal to come here, we will spend that extra money on other people. And Machado was like, nah, I'm going to go somewhere and get paid. And when he signed with the Padres, you're like, what an idiot. Clearly he wants to get paid. If you're Tatis, it's dumb. Don't take the Acuna deal. But I think he does. I think he does because I think Padres are trying to guarantee him a World Series. Well, also, it gives you a lot of stability for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about it. Well, sure, but I mean, money. You're in, in the same team. Yeah, Mike. Good. But 150 million is a lot different than 300 million. And right now, he is a 10-year, 300 million dollar guy. Not now, right. but if he continues this path in four years, he's a 10-year, three. Frankie Lindor is going to get 10 years, 300 million dollars. Probably true. And it just depends. You know, it's like Acuna. What are you doing, bub? You're a 400 million dollar player. I need the money now. Take it. All right. Uh, back to the Lindor news. And Cleveland getting rid of one of their best players. Uh, was going to be one of their highest paid players. So now that they don't have that on their payroll books for this upcoming season, fair or foul, Cleveland's projected 2021 payroll is less than $50 million. Well, I already know this answer. I believe the answer is at 35. Cleveland's only got five guys making over a million dollars. Okay, well, there goes and that one. Jose Ramirez makes 10.5 of that, which is wild. Um, I don't see the Indians signing anybody unless it's a veteran on a two mil a year kind of deal. Uh, Shane Bieber makes nothing. Plesak makes nothing. Yeah, these guys are cheap, cheap, cheap. I think I actually think Cleveland will start the 2021 season with the lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. Ooh, lower, By like 10 mil. Lower than the Pirates? I don't know about that. Well, let me go look. 
Pirates is a pretty bad team. It's it is fair though. I mean, we talked about it earlier, Joe. So yeah, the answer is fair. Oh, shows how much I was paying attention. <laughs> you had training you were doing. Well, of course. Yes, Endercom. Are you listening? I am a company man that's doing their training four days after it was due. <laughs> Pirates estimated 2021 payroll 47 million. Last year their payroll was 62. Hmm. They're going down too. There you go. All right, and on to our last one, Liam Hendricks going to the Chicago White Sox. Fair or foul, Liam Hendricks has the lowest ERA over the last two seasons of all MLB. Everyone, minimum 80 uh, innings pitched. Oh, hmm, interesting. The lowest ERA of anyone in Major League Baseball in the last two years. Over the last two years last two years well it's kind of back to what you were talking about mike like there's not a lot of other closers what other yeah what other dominance have we seen well i was gonna okay so devin williams was really good but he only came up for the first time last year so that won't count can i ask this might be cheating and you can tell me no by all means joe can i ask what his era is over the last two years or is that cheating uh i mean i guess i can tell you 1.79 1.79 see 1.79 over two years like sneaky question here where's jacob degrom probably like it like a two two or something or two one where's garrett cole higher than that see but you see what i mean like some i think it would starters... have to be a reliever because relievers can have incredible seasons where their eras are very low Right, but some relievers have incredible seasons, but their ERA is still two because they only pitch 80 innings. What about like Josh Hader? Yeah. I mean, he had like, like two years ago, he was insane. Last year, not quite as good. I'm going to go with the experts that tell me he's the best reliever in baseball and say this is fair. I'm going to say foul just to be contrarian. Cool. I want a list, though. Uh, I got three. Top three for you. Uh, Lowe's ERA in 2019 and 2020. Number three, Alex Colome. Ooh. 2.27. 227, okay. Number two. Is he still on the White Sox, too? Alex, or excuse me, not Alex. uh, Zach Britton. Your guy. Okay. Your guy. guy. (laughs) Sadly. (laughs) Uh, 1.9 and number one, Liam Hendricks with 1.79. Zach Britton at number two. Alex Colome at number three. Both of those surprised. All three of them surprised me, to be honest with you. I was wondering if it's, 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 what's the closest starter on that list? Oh, I only have three. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> but I, but you know what I mean, though? I thought that was a fair question. I think some starters over a two-year period could have a baller ERA. Yeah, who would it be? Look at Roger be Clemens on the juice. It'd be DeGrom, right? Have to be. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Except for Biebs, of course. <laughs> After this year. Is that it? We good? Yep, we're right. good. That is fair or foul. When we come back, let's wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I just get off at weird times. It's 52. This is Portland Sports Leader. This is the Hot Corner. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We love you all. We think. We love you all. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. He's still in the league, isn't he? Yeah, he had COVID. Oh, man. 
This is a funny tweet from uh, Rob Perez, Worldwide Wob, on Twitter, by the way. Okay. We've been watching Blazers-Kings here. It's a two-point game now. Blazers have been down by 20 twice and have come back twice. Come back, kids. It's playoff testing right here. Yep. Uh, he tweets, the Sacramento Kings are impossible to figure out. One quarter, they look like they would beat the 98 Bulls by double digits. And the next, Daffy Duck and Pepe Le Pew are giving them 50. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know why De'Aaron Fox doesn't have his dreads anymore. They look so good. You were so upset about that. I, I honestly... Hey, man, when you have no hair, Mike, you, I've, I've heard Jason Sukanik talk about this. When you have good hair and you get rid of it, it's offensive to those of us that don't have hair. My point, it was less about that and more like, I didn't know what De'Aaron Fox looked like because I haven't watched the Kings play basketball much. Oh, but I watched him at Kentucky. That's why. Because mm. I remember him in college. I don't. So I just... It's okay. He only played one year at Kentucky. Right, right. <laughs> And then he went to Sacramento where nobody cares. Yeah. Outside of people in Sacramento. He's a lottery pick. Um, that was some ugly, ugly transition basketball. Well, it's the use of hair kids. Give him a break. Yeah, he but got the just... ball in the bucket. He misses a lot. Let just be happy. But for who him. is that defending him? Like who cares? Sl- he like slowed down with him. Who cares? He the was Blazers like, Nurk is going lead. slow. Now I am slow. <laughs> the Blazers, well, now it's tight again. The Blazers <laughs> had the lead. It's okay. Don't judge. White side off the bench, dominating. Shouldn't have let him go. <laughs> What's a Metu season? <laughs> I don't know. I th- actually, it's a player on the Kings. I, I think don't that's know his that name. Is, My bad. Well, his name is Metu. Season as in his stats on the season. Oh, okay. All right. That makes me feel better. I was worried that his name was season. <laughs> no. That was like his stats for the And season. I was like, what's a Metu season? I just don't know what Metu is. Yeah, way to, way to go, Mello. Way to dive on that ball as it's going out of bounds. I think it went out on the Kings. Though. This is, is this interesting to you guys, having us half-watch a Blazer game? Yes. I could literally just listen to a sports show that has this as a theme and just... Well, see, you wouldn't be listening to the sports show. You'd just be listening to this and seeing it over what they're saying. No, no, I want someone to go... That would be great. I'd be totally into that. I would be totally into that. We'll watch Fox Sports College Basketball. No, they don't do that. Guess what, Patrick? Oh, really? We just did that. I know. I feel like, Mike, if you and I were like early in the morning, like if we had to do a show early in the morning, I feel like that's how we should start every morning. Wouldn't that that just pump you up? Just wake us up. Imagine that being your alarm. (laughs) Well, it's so jarring. Just like be quiet for a quick second. Whoa, hey, hey, oh. And the Bulls have three-peated for the second time. You like, probably get sick of that after like two days, waking up to that. Well, so I, I've got to... It's so jarring. So I got a... Bam! Dun, 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 dun. So I got a new phone. Uh, Humble brag. And it changed some of the ringtones that I had as my alarms because I think the iPhone changed its default ringtone. So I had a specific sound that I'd always woken up to, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the alarms I never set, and it was a different one. And I, I woke up to that alarm like a week ago. It was so loud <laughs> and jarring. And it was like, I'm used to a certain sound to wake up, and it like starts a little quietly and then goes. This one was just like, and I was like, ah, I'm awake, I'm awake. I have this new crazy thing where I all of a sudden have to be aware of this. I was so- also miserable. My girlfriend does not like it when the TV is too loud. Like, she's sensitive. She likes things that are pretty quiet volume. Like generally? 
no, I don't think so. I feel like it's a TV thing. That's annoying because sometimes you need to be able to hear what's on the TV. Right, and she likes it real quiet. Does she have super hearing? I don't, I don't know. So I've been like trying to find this happy balance, and there have been times lately where I'm like, God, why is the TV so loud? I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I text you today, like, I promise. I used to be cool. I don't know what happened to me. I just became old. Yeah, earlier today, Patrick texted me angry that our favorite sports app changed. <laughs> well, it updated, and it changed, and it moved stuff around. It pissed me off. And then Mike was like, Mike was like, you can fix this. And so I sent him a, I sent him a GIF of mad Clint Eastwood on his front porch. And he goes, you're so old. Yep. My app changed. I'm mad. I am mad. Yeah, I noticed it and I went and fixed it. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and you were like, I'm never using it again. <laughs> no, not true. I looked at it today. <laughs> That's All the right. second time you've written off the CBS Sports app just to come <laughs> crawling back. There's no better options. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. We got a lot more to get to as the season slowly gets here. We're not far away from pitchers and catchers. So that'll be exciting. Spring training hopefully starts in, in February and we'll get a full season. We'll be back next week for Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like not trade Frankie Lindor. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.